What's up, guys? It's Heather, your rom-com queen. Hey, it's Lucretia, your thrill seeker. And this is Stephanie, your wild card. And we are The The Reading Reading Sirens. Hello, everyone. Today, we will be discussing the tale of Tiger Lily. And we have author Jill Featherstone here with us to discuss her amazing book. I'm Stephanie on Instagram. I'm at Lit for Lit. I'm Heather. I'm Books and Doggies on Instagram. I'm Lucretia. I'm here to read on Instagram. And we have Joe Featherstone here with us to discuss Tiger, the tale of Tiger Lily. Hi, Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks well, for we coming. Wanted to, yeah, we wanted to say we all really enjoyed your book. And so we're glad that you came on to discuss it with us. So if you would like, can you please give our listeners a quick little rundown of The Tale of Tiger Lily? My book, The Tale of Tiger Lily, is a retelling a Peter Pan book. And so Tiger Lily, when we last saw her, she was, you know, if we think about the Disney version, you know, she was stranded on a rock and Peter Pan saves her, celebrates her into the night. And that's kind of, that's the last we see of her. So my book starts, um, you know, we, I talk a little bit about that part. And then we go back in time a few weeks before that event. And just we kind of go into her mind and becomes a woman and goes through everything that, you know, young love goes through. And there's also, she becomes a woman and there's also a lot of, um, events that you know you go through as an adult so it really takes you from you know just this you know fun um light-hearted perspective kind of and then as the story progresses it gets a little bit darker I really really enjoyed this book thank you <clears throat> I really enjoyed writing it it was um yeah what well, what kind of inspired you to write it because it's it's amazing and it. I, I feel like everyone should should read it. It really was an experience and and a journey on its own. You know the the writing of the mm-hmm. book, and I'd love to take to talk about that a little bit later. Um, what inspired me was I I wanted to always wanted to write. I really wanted to be a writer, and you know I just started penning ideas for the character that I would someday create, and I was started to pen some ideas for events and for things that would happen and over the years this character started to develop in my mind and one day I just I started asking a question and the question was how am I going to reach audiences on a larger scale and so I started asking that question how am I going to get it out there how am I going to get it to reach people and then the character Tiger Lily came into my mind and I realized that Mm -hmm. you know how because I, I understand that, you know, when you write a book, there's, there's no guarantee that it's going to reach the masses. And I really wanted to make sure that this book spoke to young people. She had a story that was, you know, we were introduced to her and she already existed, but she didn't exist beyond that little fragment of um mm-hmm. of that short time that we saw her. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to write her story. And in itself, deciding that I was going to write her story was um, something that I, I had to really get myself ready for because she's a universal character and she belonged, you know, somebody else wrote her and wrote her story. And 
I was getting ready to take it over um, as my own. So that was something that I had to to mentally get ready for as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, she was such a strong character. And, you know, she, as you had mentioned that she she went through this cell of being young and then kind of a young adult and then being a woman. Um, do you think Tiger Lily had to grieve so many to become the warrior she became? Yes. And the reason, you know, that there is a lot of darkness and a lot of loss in the book, it's because I really wanted to mirror what life was like back then for Indigenous people. And, you know, it it was, you know, you, you know, you get knocked down and you get back up. You know, once you think, you know, this is over, um, they keep coming back. And and I kind of wanted to mirror that and just to show the resiliency of of her character. Yeah, you did a really great job on that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really did. And I, I truly liked the like the mental health aspect of it that was in there. And, and I know you're an advocate for Indigenous groups. And um, we definitely see the effect of the mental health on Tiger Lily with, you know, some depression, some grief. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some prominent themes that you've encountered from Indigenous groups as an advocate? And how did that influence your development of Tiger Lily's character? Well, what I what for for that part is, um, I try to think back on what it was like to be young and in love. And I also use my daughters. I have a 23-year-old daughter and I have a 14-year-old daughter. So I I use them as well and mm-hmm. you know what it's like to be a young person and when you when you really feel like everything in the world is happening to just you and only you. And you know, you kind of feel a little you kind of get a little bit selfish. Um, because you feel like the whole world is happening to you and the whole world is falling apart. And it feels like, you know, the biggest thing, you know, even the smallest events seem like the biggest thing in the world, because that's what it's like when you're a young person and you really feel these feelings deeply and you don't really have the tools yet, you know, to cope with a lot of, um, with a lot of, uh, you know, loss and love and, you know, all of those feelings like young people that young people go through. So I really try to um, to to get into the mind of of a young person, and you know I've had a lot of experience because I do work with a lot of young people, and I have um, I have a master's degree in guidance and counseling, and I worked as a high school guidance counselor for a number of years. So you know, just really going back and revisiting all of that, it it really helped to create. Um, tiger lily's character and her and her personality Mm -hmm. um who would you say is your favorite character from the book wow um (laughs) well like of course it's tiger lily but um (laughs) i actually um mr smee is a character that is very near and dear to my heart Mm-hmm. And I left his story somewhat unfinished because I am I'm writing another book and it's called They Call Me Smee. And it's, it's actually um, the tale of Captain Hook told in the eyes of Mr. Smee. Oh, and it cool. takes us back um, to when they were children. Oh, wow. Oh, and that's we get to follow them right through right through ch- uh, childhood 
adolescents, young adults, um, you know, to, to where we see them today. That's really interesting because I think we always get that outcome of seeing Mr. Smee as an adult. And mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of has that question of why does he tolerate so much from <laughs> Captain Hook, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping maybe your your next story gives us some of that insight. Yes, you're going to definitely see all of that. And I'm like, I'm really excited. Like I have the outline um, penned already and I've actually told myself that I want to give myself at least a year um, just to focus on Tiger Lily right now before I really throw myself into the writing process. Because once yeah. I do that, um, you know, I'm, I write for, you know, five, six hours a day. So. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Do you think we'll ever get Pip's story? You know, I was wondering because, um, you know, people have been asking me if I would write a sequel. And then I was thinking, well, like, yeah, I am writing a sequel, but I'm going back in time, like even further mm-hmm. back in time. Mm-hmm. And they want to know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. So I definitely have been thinking about, okay, who is going to be, you know, the, the main character, you know, for the future. I vote Pip. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got his name from... Oliver Twist. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I figured you did that because it sounded familiar and, and you had uh, threw in the actual books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to mention that because I, I haven't mentioned that to anybody and nobody's asked yet. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to mention it but, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the Oliver Twist, you know, was mentioned in the book and it was Peter Pan's. Um, you know, favorite story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I thought, you know what, that's what I, that's the character like I'm gonna name um Tiger Lily's baby Pip. Nice. Did you consider an alternative ending for Peter? Did you have yes. multiple endings? I did. I kind of toyed around with the idea of him having somewhat of a a really brief love interest with Nasha while they were oh, working. How cute. <laughs> while they were working, you know, cause um, when everybody was sick and they had to work really hard and they were mm-hmm. really close together, I, I, I can't almost regret not building that in. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, well, you know what, if when they write a movie, when they make this into a movie, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Because I, I almost feel bad for um, leaving her, you know, it's kind of like it's such a tragic tale in her. Yeah, yeah with with everything. But I also yeah. feel that the Tiger Lily had to there's certain people that had to make an exit in order for her to be able to fully stand on her own. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she would have just kept on, you know, depending on people. Yeah. yeah. And she was a huge crutch that she used. Um throughout Mm -hmm. the book Mm -hmm. right tiger lily i mean she really did fall back on a lot of the characters and even just you know chief great little big panther and peter pan their belief in her and their support in her kind of broke way for her to become the chief of her tribe um so that made me wonder if there's any struggles that women face in these tribes or like what what structural changes if any do you see have happened 
I definitely have seen in more recent years, there's a lot more um, female leadership. And what I would like to point out is that in many of the tribes along, you know, a long time ago, um, females uh, were kept in very high regard. They were, they were, um, they were advisors and, you know, they were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, consulted in like most of the decisions that were made, you know, for the tribe. And I think what happened is, you know, as, um, you know, Indigenous peoples became more westernized, that they took on, you know, the roles of, of like, you know, men in power, whereas that wasn't their way. You know, women had great power back then. They were advisors. They, they, they had a lot of say in, in the decisions. Yeah. And you mentioned that through um, one of Tiger Lily's, you know, tough times. Her grandmother says, you know, your mother was kind of the voice behind your father. Yeah. It wasn't just always your father making those decisions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and like, I see that, um, I see that all the time too. And I kind of mirror that, um, you know, on my own family, because my father was um, a counselor for 25 years, like in a, a leader of our of our um, Aboriginal nation in Mississippi Cree Nation, and he depended very heavily on my mother um, for support. Mm-hmm. And they had this um, this dynamic where, you know, she didn't she had dyslexia. And it was never diagnosed, but she had a really hard time in school and she didn't make it past 10. Um, and whereas my dad, you know, he went to college and all of that. So um, a lot of times people thought that, you know, he was the brains behind everything, but he, she supported him and he relied on her. You know, they were a team. Dyslexic too. Yeah, it never went like... She was never diagnosed, and you know, sometimes people made fun of her, um, mm-hmm. and you know, saying things like that she wasn't smart, but mm-hmm. yet, you know, she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mine, she, mine was wasn't, just, yeah, I mine didn't get figured out till I was a senior in high school, yeah, and it was by my English teacher from how I would switch my letters around. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. and I still do it now, like, probably even worse, but. How are, how I, is I it when you read? It. My mom said that sometimes she would have to read uh one page like three or four times. I've I've gotten better because I do read a lot. So the more you read, it gets easier. Mm-hmm. But like in school when I was younger, I would have to read things over and over and over again for it to sink in. Yeah, that's yeah. Or, that's or I would have say. to write it out. So I would write it out a lot just so I, I the stuff would sink in. Okay, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and my mom too. She likes reading. Like even though she struggled, you know, she really, really enjoyed reading. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, what would you say are some of your favorite traditions from your tribe? Well, the thing like with back home for for me is there's a lot of um, intergenerational like trauma and we lost a lot of our own culture, our own traditions. And um, so a lot of things that, you know, we didn't 
have a chance to experience things like powwows and sweat lodges and, you know, all of that kind of stuff growing Mm -hmm. up. You know, we get to do it now. Like we get to go enjoy powwows and stuff right now. But as a child, we didn't have any of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, we did have a lot of um, hunting and fishing. So I grew up on the water, you know, every day in the water, um, fishing, uh, you know, learning how to shoot a gun, hunting. We eat wild meat. Uh, It's always, always in our, in our freezer. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Like my favorite is moose meat. I don't know if you've ever seen, like seen a moose in real life. No, (laughs) but no, like for us, it's a delicacy. (laughs) Like we love like moose meat or deer meat. What would you compare it to? nothing that I can really think of like beef maybe Uh, but is the texture the same I'm a texture person I could the only thing I could say is beef okay but it's soft it's um like I I really like it oh okay nice um throughout the book you considered um, there were several times where Taga Lily herself said, you know, I'm so selfish. Like, um, mm-hmm. to me, I felt like, you know, she was kind of belittling herself. And I don't know if that was more of a like self shaming, but it, I really felt like her self, she needed to go through that selfish to find her own way. How did you kind of incorporate her selfishness? I really looked at, I looked at young people and I understand young people. And when you're at this certain age, like this, this developmental age, you really do feel like everything is happening to you and only you. Mm -hmm. And um, the fact that she was sheltered and always told she was beautiful and always put on a pedestal. And, you know, I thought, you know, it, she probably almost couldn't help it but to have absorbed some of that as selfishness because everybody put her on a pedestal all the time and that I wanted her to to just come into her own and you know realize and realize things the hard way because that's how teenagers like I wanted to make I wanted to make her relatable I wanted people to be able to relate to her so I didn't want you know her to be some perfect person you know some perfect character that is going to stay perfect I wanted to show that you know she's flawed just like all of us yeah I know another thing that um she tends to struggle with during the book or throughout the book is with regretting not learning more from the elders in her tribe especially when she becomes an adult and you know she goes through all this loss and has to be this leader um but at the same time she does encounter some like some spiritual experiences with her dreams about like being stuck in the mud and then her dreams about her mother's feather um so what is either either your take on interpretation of dreams or maybe your tribe's take on interpretation of dreams i don't really know um too much about the interpretation of dreams but I do know that there you know if you can silence your mind and if you can be still and you know you can allow 
you know, the messages and the wisdom of your ancestors to, to be able to speak to you. And, you know, the reason that I know that is because it happened to me and it happened to me while I was writing the story. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm not, I never thought of myself as a a really spiritual person. Um, And as I was writing the book, I became a spiritual person. I, because it took me seven years to write the book and it was, you know, seven years of a spiritual journey because I had to go from somebody who was, didn't have a lot of confidence. Um, I lacked, you know, belief in myself in the beginning and I really had to go inward, um, and do some inner work on myself in order to build the confidence and, um, the courage to, you know, to write the book the way that I wanted to write the book. Um, because I knew, I knew from the beginning, a lot of the, the events that I wanted to put in the book. And I knew that they were, there was, they were dark. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I felt really compelled, you know, to write some of these events and, you know, some of the things are very controversial and I, I struggled with finding the courage to put them in the book. And it, I had mm-hmm. to go through this like spiritual practice. And so what I would do is when I would write the book, um, I would go park by the river and I would sit in my, my husband's truck and Aww. I would, I would put my laptop on my lap and I would meditate and I would ask that, um, you know, that the story, you know, come to me and that it would come through me and that it would be helpful and it wouldn't hurt anybody. And, you know, when I would do that, that's when the story would, you know, it would flow, it would flow so fluidly on, onto my computer. Um, so when I did that, I just, I trusted, I trusted the words and I mm-hmm. trusted what I wrote. Um, and that, and that spiritual practice, it gave me, um, it gave me the courage to, to, to put it out there and, um, you know, to, to even call myself a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I really do. I enjoyed all those parts that you put in there that were dark because I feel like that gave the book more, more of a realistic feel. Uh, this is something that could have been a story that happened back in, in that time. Um, mm-hmm. And it really made me think of even just Peter Pan's fairy tale and his rivalry with Hook in a whole different okay. light. Um, so I, I, I think all those dark moments really gave the book the edge that it needed to, to make that, to have that impact on the reader. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite parts, um, one of my favorite chapters uh, was chapter four, when I wrote about uh, Peter Pan and, you know, his story Mm -hmm. and his beginnings. That was, that was probably one of my favorite chapters to write. I enjoyed it. I did too. It was just one of those books that I wasn't expecting it just because I haven't been reading a lot of the synopsis. So when I started writing or listening, reading it, I was so surprised that I couldn't (laughs) put it down. I literally read this book in one day. I was like, oh my gosh, granted, it's not a very good book, but it was such, I mean, like Stephanie had mentioned, like it's, you know, I, I was kind of expecting it to be 
on the younger side because she was younger, but the transition into her adulthood really, it worked well. So it was just one of the incorporation of kind of the, the battles that I felt like I was on the shoreline of this beach. <laughs> yeah. That's so, the, I, a similar, um, similar reaction, you know, to the, to the book. And um, I struggle with, I call it a young adult novel, but the people are connecting it, connecting with it are, you know, they're not young adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had women in their fifties and sixties message me and just tell me how, how much they love the story. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, I feel like it still has that factor of that it helps you to reminisce with your childhood. You know, you hear about mm-hmm. Peter Pan and you do remember Tiger Lily being tied up to that rock and, and yeah. then you start to really see it as it unfolds and she's an adult and it really relates to different stages that maybe we've gone through, you know? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. truly enjoyed it. For me, I felt it brought back one of my favorite movies as a child. And so while I was reading it, I just felt wrapped in like comfort. Like it, it just brought really like peace to what, me at while, least while you I was reading wrapped it. Wrapped in a pox blanket. No, I know, <laughs> but it just it gave me peace. Like I don't know, it made me. How oh, how do I put it? Like super relaxed. Like I don't know. I really really enjoyed it. I almost cried. Well, I did cry a few times, but it's good to feel those emotions. I and cried I, today I like it reading it. Now. Um, I was reading chapter 10 today. I think it was chapter 10 um, because I'm actually in the middle of buying my book back from Tellwell. So Uh I had to um, reread some of the book to approve it. And I started reading chapter 10 and then I found myself crying. Mm -hmm. And chapter 10 is when um, Hook is dangling her baby over the cliff. Oh, that's where I died. That's where I really, really cried. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So how did you feel? I really need to ask. I wanted to ask somebody that, um, you know, because a lot of the feedback that I get is from people that are my friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, of course, they're going to tell me. So that chapter. So for that, even just that scene, I can vividly remember reading it. <clears throat> Honestly, this was one of those scenes that scenes. I'm pretending like it's a movie. Um, <laughs> uh, so you definitely have to put it in the movie once you make it or unless you make it a miniseries, you know, it still has to be in there. But I remember reading that that scene and I have a very small child. He just turned one. And so <gasps> that scene to me was very real having Mm -hmm. your baby dangled at the edge of a cliff. And I think I was just, I could relate to her despair in that moment of knowing that she didn't, like there's no way she could catch her baby off the cliff. Mm -hmm. And even just her trying to jump off, you know, I was like, I can relate to that because if your baby's gone, what, what do you have to live for? You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or how do you even deal with that on top of all the grief that she already dealt with? So, yeah. at, at that point, yeah. she also may have just felt like a failure to me. Like I felt like she was just so defeated at that point. She's lost so many people due to the pox, and you know, mm-hmm. and she had no 
she's this lawyer and unfortunately she was had no control to see him like she was powerless mm-hmm. and I think in that moment she kind of felt like she felt her dad you know like I should have listened mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that was the hardest chapter to write I actually wrote the whole book and I saved that chapter for the very last and I wrote it last Aww. oh wow that, that chapter yeah. really really got to me like I don't, I'm a stepmom but I just pictured like if anything would have happened to like my kids too like I would have been devastated and then her not knowing that he was saved like it really really got to me yeah, yeah. I was worried also I was also worried about putting it in and leaving it because I left it for one more chapter before mm-hmm. I I went back in and you know told what happened so I I struggled with that a bit because I was like can I do that to my readers can it was actually that? very intense and I'm glad you did it that way mm-hmm. because yeah. her second husband his story that was incorporated kind it, of it, it, it bonded it. it bonded them together and gave them something that she would never have with anybody else you know and yeah th- I think that's the part that pulled it well so that part I was really stunned and shocked but then I think the part that really got to me was when he was talking about his mom and how yes. she would yeah, tell I him to catch the babies <laughs> yeah and then he tells her she told me catch your baby and so yeah he knew from that point that that was going to be his child that he was going to raise, you know? So I, that part to me really stood out and really pulled at my heartstrings. And um, it almost, I, I feel like it kind of like Heather said, bonded the two tiger Lily and him. And just in that aspect of this is, this is what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was actually asked to take that part out. Oh no. Um, yeah, and I had it because I had it somewhere. I had it. Um, uh, I had it earlier in the book. Okay. And so, <clears throat> somebody who was helping me edit the book said that I should take that part out. It's it's unnecessary. It doesn't make sense. It's not needed. And then I was like, I I said, you know, I can't. You know, I mm-hmm. I can't I can't take it out. I said, um, yeah, but I'm not going to take it out. Because yeah. I had that part written um, years ago. Like it was something yeah. that I I wanted to use and I knew I wanted to use it. So there was no way I was getting rid of it. I feel and like then, it's yeah, part it's of the like, book. Yeah, that's, I've, and I've had the, enough people tell me that, um, you know, that's their favorite part or that's the part where, the, where they finally cried or something, you know, things like that. And I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't listen yeah, mm-hmm. and it was also a kind of a, it really truly showed how he, Cook was on his breaking point. Like, he was willing to do anything to, mm-hmm. you know, and the part where he said, I hate children. That was like, that that part did me in. I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, and you know what? I That line is you're going to see why that line is in there in <sighs> when I write my second book. Ooh, um, I'm excited. I yeah. yeah so, that was really yeah. a turning point for me. Side story. Um, I also went through, a, I also have my master's in counseling. 
And one of my uh, assignments that I had to do was do a character development on a villain. And I did it on Hook. Oh, cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited to, to see this new book that you have and just to get some insight as to you. what you think of him. Oh, that's so cool. Um, do you feel that Indigenous people are portrayed correctly on television and on the big screen? <laughs> Absolutely not. And, you know, they're not even um, represented at all. You know, mm-hmm. we we have minimal representation. And yeah. that, that's actually one of the reasons that I wrote the book is yeah. I really, really want to see some. I, I really want to see it made into a movie. That's one thing. Or yeah. a miniseries. Because I think I have enough stuff for it to be like, there's always a cliffhanger at the end. So there's mm-hmm. enough stuff for a mini series. But mm-hmm. I want to pave the way for, you know, some young Indigenous actors to to break out into the mainstream. I would love yeah. that. Yeah. I have, I have a bunch in mind. Like when I was writing, um, my, I, my Tiger Lily was Ashley Calling Bull. Okay. So, and as like as a as a young girl, when Tiger Lily was young, I used my daughter, and because mm-hmm. when my when I first started writing the book, my daughter was around sixteen, and fifteen, sixteen. So I used her, um, as um as the image of Tiger Lily, and then as she grew older, when Tiger Lily becomes a woman, the person that I saw, it was Ashley Calling Bull, and she was oh. um. I don't know if you've seen her, but she she was Mrs. Universe. Like it's not Miss Universe, it's Mrs. Universe, I think. For for the category oh, for the, the one that, that are married. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um or or have children. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um so that's who I saw in my mind as um Tiger Lily. And there was also some other there's also some other indigenous actors that I could see, like um Tantu Cardinal I saw as Tiger Lily's grandmother. Um Eric Schwe, I think his name is Eric Schwab or Eric Schwabe, I saw as Tiger Lily's father. Like I had all of these people in my head because you know, it just helped make them more real. And that's in in my dream is for them to, you know, one day play those like I would I hope that those characters play my characters in the in the movie one day mm-hmm. I just looked up Ashley and she'd be perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's so pretty she is really pretty yeah and that yeah and I really want like that's what I want for for indigenous people and like my people is I want to I want to see them you know break out into the into these mainstream roles and have more of a presence um you know even behind the scenes like um as you know directors and writers and you know just working on working on this set and stuff I really I really want them to 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 get out there yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be great to see. Yeah, um, I was really hoping you would bring back um, the uh, <laughs> North Wild Hair Girl and <laughs> Cherokee. <laughs> At some point, I was hope- like, when the pox started spreading, um, I thought she was gonna like travel to the other tribes and find him somehow and hit the wild hair girl would be gone. And- <laughs> Not that I, I did. Want- I had that. I 
I toyed with that in my mind, um, you know, bringing him back um, as somebody that comes to help at some point, you know, when they, when she does a call to the nations and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I, I decided against it and I just, you know, told myself like in real life, we don't always get what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't matter how beautiful we are and who we are or how rich we are or anything like we don't always get the man that we want. And, and that's just the way life is. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to give young girls this idea that, you know, they can force somebody to come back to them, somebody that doesn't love them. Yeah. Or that so I really did. wanted yeah. to send that message out. And yeah. even him so much and, you know, she was so heartbroken, but I really wanted to, I wanted it to be realistic and, you know, and then when we move on, um, you know, you do, you'd grow into more adult relationships that um, encompass more of what you need, you know, as a person. Mm-hmm. And instead of just, you know, when you're initially attracted to somebody, like in your adult relationships, you know, you look for more and more things satisfy you and, and give you what you need. <laughs> yeah. And the wild hair girl, she reminded me of a young Peter Pan. Because <laughs> <laughs> her crazy hair. <laughs> so what did you think of her character? Like, how did you feel towards her character? I really I liked her. her. I did too. Yeah. I enjoyed her just because she was completely opposite from Tiger Lily. And on top of that, she just, she didn't care. Like, exactly. she had this, like, like, head in the, you know, her wind was blowing her hair all the time. And she just, I'm going to hunt. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> yeah, she, like you said, she didn't really care about, like, what she's supposed to do or what girls are supposed to learn or not learn, you know. I mm-hmm. thought it was really cool that you put in there that, so people expected or thought that her brother was doing the hunting, but really it was her and just bringing, you know, the things to her brother and to say that he's the one that got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I really liked her and I liked that she didn't care about norms or what was expected. She just did her own thing. Yeah, um, uh, like I had a couple of um, young people weigh in on her and they just hate her. <laughs> but I find that, you know, the older people, you know, they respect her and yeah. they mm-hmm. they um they can relate to her. Yeah, I, I feel like she was a relatable character. I mean, and even when they left, you know, Tiger Lily was so mean to her verbally and she just shrugged it off and held her shoulders high and didn't let it bother her you know mm-hmm. and unfortunately not everybody is affected by just personal words and she just kind of took it with great salt that she was going through a traumatic time and just walked away so mm-hmm. yeah I really wanted um like that I remember writing that part and you know I really wanted to invoke emotion you know when Tiger Lily said all those mean things and you know for a split second she wanted to say sorry Mm -hmm. you know but she was kind of clinging on to this hope that you know well maybe I can just get her to leave yeah maybe I heard her enough that she that she'll just leave on her own (laughs) I mean it was a I mean for her to grow they needed to leave and it was an amazing 
parting ways. Like she needed to vent. And unfortunately it wasn't probably healthy for her to do that because she went through the sulking period, but it later allowed her to kind of move on. Mm-hmm. It relates her like fault. And she even thought about later, I shouldn't have done that. Like I shouldn't have said those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She reflects back on it later in later in life when she, you know, when she realizes true love feels like. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm so excited about the next book. So <laughs> need reviewers, we are more than willing to <laughs> sacrifice yes. our time to read it. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. really excited to get writing it too. And, um, you know, I made myself promise not to, but every now and then I'm thinking like, oh, maybe I'll just start it. Also, bits and pieces. But I know that, you know, now that I've been through the process and once I start writing it, then I'm not going to want to stop this time. Like it was, yeah. it, it was really hard to write the first book because um, I didn't make time to write. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with finding time to write and um I struggled with a lot of just a lot of things and like I was mad at myself sometimes because I wouldn't prioritize my writing and then now that I know how to to structure my time and and how to write a book I think that once I start writing the second book that I'm just not going to want to stop until it's done and then you'll and then you'll write pips yeah (laughs) (laughs) just putting it out there just in case yeah yeah well thank you so much we really appreciate you taking your time out of your day and kind of joining us so oh I'm so thank you you I'm so 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 happy to have you know have this opportunity especially um you know you guys being so far away and Mm -hmm. you know I'm up in Manitoba and it's like a whole world away almost for me (laughs) yeah just the fact that you know that is out there and you know it's it's that far reaching already and mm-hmm. that just really excites me so and I just can't wait to get it into into more people's hands I kind of um I didn't do a lot of marketing just yet because I'm buying the book back so that it's under my own name like oh, solely God. yeah and so now that that process is almost done I'm gonna probably go full force pretty soon and see if I can get it into as many hands as I can because you know I I do hope that people will enjoy the the story as much as you guys and mm-hmm. I'm really happy that you know you said that you were surprised because um I surprised myself too <laughs> actually yeah. when, I'm, when I you know when I wrote this story and sometimes when I pick it up and read it a, a little bit more um I just get pulled right back into the story Because it really did come from, you know, from a different place. Sometimes I just, I feel like I didn't write the story that I was just, you know, the vessel, you know, for the story to be told. Yeah. And I was super surprised because I'm not reading the synopsis. So I don't know what I'm going to get myself into. I'm judging that book by the cover. So when I see (laughs) the cover, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So when I actually started digging into it, I was like, oh, this is like a, this is a Peter Pan story. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> well, and you know, I did read the synopsis, but even then, I feel like I was still surprised at the death that you put into the character, you know, or into a lot of the characters. Like, I feel like I, I, I thought it was going to be more of a young adult type of book, but it really, I think, reached out to a lot of themes that mm-hmm. other people of other age groups can relate to as well. Yeah. 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 For sure. Super exciting. So, yes, we will be blowing up this book everywhere. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for, you know, taking this time and um, talking with me. It's really nice to talk with people that, you know, read the story and want to talk about the characters. It was really nice. It was really nice time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have to do this again with your next one. Yes, Yes, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have a great night. Okay, thank you. you. Bye. 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 So, guys, what did you guys think of the cover on this one? I thought it was a really good cover and the so I liked it from the beginning um, just because it does make you think of somebody who is contemplating a lot of decisions mm-hmm. um, just in her looking out into the ocean. It seems like she's got some struggles to get through, but she's still looking towards the future kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then in reading the actual story and what she was going through, um, I, I can just picture her like, this is her spot that she goes to, you know, and this mm-hmm. is how like, she just kind of looks at the ocean and gets some wisdom from it. So I, I liked the cover. I loved the this colors. One. It was the colors for me and the water. It mm-hmm. is a gorgeous cover. I mean, it just reminded me of an oil painting. Um, mm-hmm. And like, it's really pretty, but it to me it wasn't like one of those books I probably would have picked up unless I knew what it was about you know um I felt like it was a little cartoon it it almost felt like a young little girl book um but I did enjoy the book and I'm glad I read it because it was such an awesome book Mm -hmm. but um it wasn't a cover I would have probably picked for myself Mm -hmm. um were you guys able to relate to any of the characters I really liked Tiger Lily in that she she grew a lot through the book because at first she was really annoying and even that fight scene that is really just her yelling things at the wild hair girl um, I thought she was just being a bitch because it's not the wild hair girl's fault that her ex fell in love with her you know (laughs) and so I just I really at first like when she was young she seemed very petty and very just like shallow to me Uh and then you started to get to know her and she grew a lot and she matured a lot and uh, I also really like Nasha because Mm -hmm. She was really the turning point for Tiger Tiger Lily, where she almost gave her like that slap in the face, like, wake yeah. the heck up. This is, you are the one that's 
causing more harm to yourself by continuing to dwell on all these on your past get over it you have all these other people that are waiting for you um so i i really liked those two characters yeah for me for me i related to tiger lily in the sense of how she lost a lot Mm -hmm. so for me i lost like one of my best friends who was like a grandmother to me and then I lost my dog and then I lost my grandmother. And so they were all three back to back and I was devastated. So I can just imagine like the pain that she was going through losing all those people. And then on top of it, blaming herself because she, yeah. how she thought she, it was her fault, you know? So I, I related mm-hmm. to her in that sense. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I related to Nasha, the best friend as well. Um mm-hmm. As well as, I really enjoyed the grandma. Yeah, the grandma was cool. I loved the grandma. <laughs> and I, one of my favorites, though, was Smee. But Smee mm-hmm. was my favorite character from Peter Pan. Just because yeah. he's just an awesome character. And like she had mentioned, there's so much more to him. And unfortunately, we don't know his story. But mm-hmm. he is one of those, like little twerps that you just want to kick to the curb but you can't you because like that yeah. that's him, you know because really he was like a hero in disguise because mm-hmm. he would always try to stick up for like he stuck up for the doctor he freed him yeah. you know he let him escape and then he was trying to he was trying to trick captain hook into giving him the baby Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like like I really like Mr. Smee, too, just because he was that character, like yeah. that unsung hero that nobody really you just see him and you do see him as like this little trip. But really, there's so much more that he's sacrificing to help others. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm not the only one that did this. But while I was reading it, the characters, the faces that I put on them were the people that were in the Hook movie. So for <laughs> Peter Pan, I pictured him as Robin Williams, but with red hair. Okay. Oh. And so that character, I pictured him, and then the hook with like the black curly wig. I pictured all the characters from that movie. Yeah. Interesting. And it's one of that movie was one of my favorite real life Peter Pans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. I really, I used to have a crush on Rufio. (laughs) I could say that for you. Yeah, <laughs> it was the hair. It was <laughs> right. Um, were you guys swept in from the start? I definitely was because I finished I it in too. a day. <laughs> yeah, I, I was it. too. This one, honestly, it really did surprise me because I really was expecting like a fairy tale ish type of book. I was expecting like a young adult type of book with like those kinds of themes in it not necessarily the serious themes that she put in here Mm -hmm. but as soon as I started like even just that opening scene where she's apologizing to is it to her ancestors that she apologizes to and she's just like I'm so sorry because I know I willed him to die a couple times and now he's Mm -hmm. dead but I really didn't want him to die yeah. So I truly like that that opening scene to me was like oh okay she's a real person and mm-hmm. the prayer she says is pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was one of those books, like, you guys know me. I don't like that fairy tale bullshit. But it was one of those books that was, like, it was surprising. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it had fighting and it had some killing and it was a really good book. I mean, I, I wouldn't even categorize it in young adult. Mm-mm. I just, I mean, I felt like it was one of those books that intrigued me so much that I was like, that's, that's it. Like, I know I wanted like, more. <laughs> what? I did too. Like, I, I took my time with it so I could savor it because I didn't want it to end. Where's Peter Pan going? Like, where where do we go from here? Like, right. And then he says he's not coming back. Okay, do you guys think he finally gave up on Tiger Lily and that's why he's not coming back? Yes. That's what well, I was thinking too. Peter Pan had, he's one, to me, he's always been that guy that's always going to be like, on his adventure like he's not gonna ever settle down like I kept waiting for him to bring Wendy <laughs> yeah I mean but maybe Wendy that's was old going. yeah <laughs> Wendy was probably like in her 60s by this point <laughs> right I mean I just felt like the part for me was like not that he really want I don't really believe they ever wanted to be with each other I think it was just more mm-hmm. of her like just losing her husband and type of situation well, but they, they were comfortable be with her though yeah he, i he mean did. they were best friends they were i mean they kind of grew up with each other he grew up on leverland and she grew up in the tribe and he was that great storyteller that would come to the tribe and tell these great stories and they were just kind of like best friends the part for me was he's leaving neverland peter pan is leaving neverland he's gonna grow up right <laughs> that's not supposed to happen right. I'm hoping somebody writes that story. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I I don't know. For me, I was like, no, you can't leave Berlin. What about the Lost Boys? Yes, and I wish she would have touched a little bit more on the Lost Boys. Like, I mean, I felt like they were just there as warriors. They weren't really a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about the plot? Do you think it stayed true to the genre? What? Okay, so I'm completely, I guess, unprepared for this one. What is the genre for this one? Is it just YA? I I think it was YA, but oh, it just it just says fiction. Fiction. Oh no, she's a fiction book editor. Wait, no, that's something else. I'm looking it up. We don't even know. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's but I don't. To me, okay, like I guess I would have to see what the the genre is but at this point it doesn't even matter like this book was so good (laughs) yeah and I just felt like I feel like I I, she had mentioned that she she's gonna buy back this book and Mm -hmm. you know put it in her own name um I would love to see her switch up like the cover and just mass market this book I felt like it was one of those books I probably wouldn't have grabbed by myself but I'm Mm -hmm. glad I did Mm-hmm. Um, well maybe even if she were to brighten up the colors you know yeah because I, I mean, feel like depending on the lighting it looks different but I do see what you're saying yeah it just I don't know I, I feel like the cover didn't do it a lot of justice although it's pretty it's a pretty cover mm-hmm. it just didn't yeah. do it justice for me it's not one of those books I would have grabbed and I know a lot of people like myself do judge that book by the cover, regardless if you are reading the synopsis or not reading the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Like the cover is what grabs your attention. And unfortunately this one, it it was pretty, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't have grabbed it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do see that. Honestly, I feel like one thing that I would change on the cover would be the font. Yeah. Of the the title, too. Okay. But, I mean, the book was great. The story yeah. was amazing. So, to mm-hmm. answer your question, I think it does hold true to the genre if it's fiction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's I a mean, coming it's... of age fiction. Yeah. Which, which okay, is true. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Would you oh, guys yeah. consider reading more from Jill? I know I will. Yes, definitely. I cannot wait to read about Mr. Smee. Yeah, she hasn't even started writing it, and we're here like, twiddling our thumbs. <laughs> I know. Sign us up. I'm excited. Oh, to give Tiger Lily a year. Just start doing it now. <laughs> right? Yes. It's okay. It's okay. If she starts writing by the time that she's done writing, it will have given Tiger Lily a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like when you plan to have babies. You know, you have to plan for how old the baby's gonna be, right? When you have it, which means mm-hmm. she'll be really old by time you start writing it. Because mm-hmm. by time it comes out, she'll be extremely old. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I loved it. I did too. Same. Uh, so. Is it that time? It's that yes, time. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, all <laughs> you cool cats and kittens, it is now time for Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> okay, I'll start. So for me, I have to kill Hook. He had too much vengeance. And he had to, I just couldn't stand for that. And then he went against and wanted to kill like all the tribe people, and it wasn't okay to me. So he had mm-hmm. to go. And he and wanted then, to kill them just to get Pan. Like that. Yeah. So I mean, I was like, that was like, go catch Peter Pan on your own. Don't kill like these innocent people that had nothing to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I would fuck Chief Great Little Big Panther because he was in charge and. I don't know. The way he was portrayed, he seemed very handsome to me. Um, I picture somebody with like broad shoulders and like a braid. So I'd have to fuck him. And then I would marry Peter Pan as an adult because who doesn't want to go on adventures for the rest of your life? Right? And can you imagine doing it in Neverland? <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, those are mine. Yeah. So, so mine- okay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, when you were talking about Chief Little Big Panther, uh-huh. for some reason, the whole time in the book, I pictured him as the dad from Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. In the cartoon. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I could see that. <laughs> he was that big, burly guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my fuck would be Peter. And that's just because he had red hair. Oh, you love your (laughs) (laughs) My Mary would be Nasha, which is Mm -hmm. the best friend, and that's just because she she sacrificed herself. Like she is so, and she needed love, girl. She Mm -hmm. needed love. (laughs) She did. I would kill Jerkai. Um, I think I'm telling that right, right, Jerkai. Okay, Jerkai, and not that he was just. I mean, he kind of, like, tried to break it easy, but, I mean, the girl wasn't even gone one day, and you mm-hmm. are talking to somebody else. You are mm-hmm. fucked up. And not only that, but he took her to the same spot. 
right that they had that was their spot forever tainted now you are a backstabber yeah and, and i feel like for her even to get back i know and not only okay so you know how he was supposedly the whole time like oh but i'm doing this for her like for her own good i'm like no you're doing it for yourself because you don't want to look bad come on and he could have waited to like let me just wait until she gets back and we'll kind of like it's a month she's gonna be back in a month dude (laughs) and she was going to prove to her dad that she wasn't going to take any of these men Mm -hmm. and then she comes back to this dude who's just like running away right married already to another woman yeah away. <laughs> jeez yeah so he would totally be off yeah he deserves it so my fuck would be walking bear mm-hmm. which was uh tiger lily's first fiance mm-hmm. and because i just picture him like as a warrior and okay so i know you guys probably have i don't know if you guys have read the book ramona but um there was a spanish soap opera with the same name which is ramona and it was the then i can't remember what tribe he was from but there was a native american guy who marries like this mexican girl and um he was played by this actor that had like really long hair so that's who i pictured when i pictured walking bear Gotcha. Huh. So I'll show you guys him in the real time. Well, not in the real time because he's dead now. Uh-huh. Um, I kept picturing Jason Momoa. Momoa. Oh, Momoa. well, that's my that's my celebrity crush. So <laughs> yeah, I could see that too, <laughs> but only if he's like his Game of Thrones type, of right? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my Mary would also be Nasha. Because I feel like everybody needs that person who isn't scared to stop your pity party and help you get your life back on track. Like, I feel like she was trying to be supportive of um, Tiger Lily for such a long time. And then she realized this is a one way street and it shouldn't be that way. We're friends, you know, and she kind of gave Tiger Lily that wake up call that she needed. Had it not been for her, I don't think Tiger Lily would have ended up marrying who she married you know mm-hmm. or her first husband mm-hmm. so I really like Nasha and then I did also like um like Krisha like you were saying that she was very like she sa- she sacrificed herself and she really was helping all these people that were sick and it came to her own death but at that point you know she had already given that up on herself so yeah, and then I mean, yeah I felt Sorry. like she kind of like um she called out Tiger Lily on a lot of her bullshit, but mm-hmm. I mean, she also didn't get a chance to f- find love, and mm-hmm. she even tells Tiger Lily like, "That part made have all these it. opportunities, and mm-hmm. I have nothing. Like, yeah. you need to stop." And I just felt like it was just such a heart-wrenching moment where she's like, I have nobody, and you have all these men. Like, mm-hmm. and honestly, you know how um. He would he I think he had taken her her to the side, not Tiger Lily, the Nasha. And I at first thought he was gonna ask Nasha to marry him. And then he ended up asking Tiger Lily to marry him. Yeah. So because I did like you know how um him and Nasha would have a lot of conversations together. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of strange. Like, 
But okay, maybe he was trying to get info on Tiger Lily. Right. Probably. <laughs> Go through the best friend first. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. You have a you have a kill, right? No, I'm done. Oh wait, You're it's me. Yours. It's you. <laughs> okay. So my kill is um, Doctor Ragon, who is the one that gave Hook the pox potion. Yeah. Um, because I really hated him. I feel like he was too. just like putting himself first. He was very self-serving. Like, he could have, especially if he already knew the jungle, he could have ran away from everybody else at some point. Like I think it was just Mr. Smee and like some of the other um, pirates. What do you guys think of the ingredients for that, by the way? I thought it was <laughs> nuts. I'm like, I don't All know how she came. Like it was creative. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was something of the gorilla. What else was there? I don't know. There were like 20, but they had to go into like the jungle and mm-hmm. on this whole nother adventure. Um, and so I Lenny, think that like, he couldn't run creative. away because he had his best friend too. But I get it. I mean, he did probably have some self-control and he could have said no and just kind of opt himself. and Or lied about the ingredients. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Definitely. I can see that happening. Um, but I mean, happy. I mean, Hook was an awful man. Yeah. <laughs> what if he found out? I don't know. I can see his kind of point of view, and I mean, yeah, he was an awful man. But you know, and most I'm gonna totally butcher his name. Um, Tiger Lily's second husband. <laughs> um, right. He kind of honors his friend that fallen and you know and names his one of his sons after him so mm-hmm. I mean he was probably a good man at some point and he just yeah. took the wrong path so what yeah so even just like the the pox situation um what why do you guys think that like Peter Pan and his lost boys were immune to it Maybe I, um, I don't know. I kind of felt like okay. So at first, I thought it was because of the race. I'm thinking because then... they already had it and beat it. But what would make them more susceptible to beating it? You and then I, mean? I thought it was Neverland for a while. Like Neverland. Oh, had, like, because some... they're like uh, maybe they quarantine themselves in there. Or? No, like just maybe like it had some type of like. Mm, mystical like plant on there unless do you guys think maybe they caught it when they were at the orphanage and then they were treated for it yeah so they they had like an immunity to it because they already built it up Hmm. yeah i don't know it was kind of interesting to like to like read that part and you're like wait how are they immune yeah (laughs) Well, that yeah, kind of relates to now with, like, the coronavirus. Like, some people will get it and some won't. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's also, like, I mean, I think smallpox are majorly different. But, like, the chickenpox, like, some people are not susceptible to it. They're just not going to get it at all. I got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, and now there's definitely some vaccines out there to basically prevent it. But. I mean, as a kid, I mean, some kids can be around other kids that had it and they would never catch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. Did you guys have it when you were little? I The chicken pox? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think I uh, have plenty of scars because I was already like nine when I oh, got I, it. I have scars too. How funny. Yeah. I got it. My brother got it, but my sister didn't get it. Oh, how oh crazy. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Did your and then I remember pictures of you with it too, like mine did? Nope. My brother nope. got it in his eyeballs and I didn't get it <gasps> like that, but I remember like my mom called like all her friends and was like, dude, the kids have chicken pox and all their like them, their kid, they were brought their kids over to the chicken uh, pox party to get the chicken pox. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. It's yeah. crazy how people would think back, like, nobody would do that with coronavirus. <laughs> well, because it was easier for them to get it as a kid versus later. So mm-hmm. they were just yeah. like, let's get it one and done. And I remember we got it during the summer. So we were out of school and we didn't have to take. So they're like, heck yeah, we're going to get it over now. <laughs> No, I ended up missing, I think, like, two weeks of school. I was little when I got mine. Yeah. I was probably about nine, ten. I was fairly young. Oh, I was young, young. Nice. Oh, man. I think that's funny. Your parents took a picture of you. Dude, I'm sitting (laughs) in the kitchen sink as a baby Aww. with like all my parts out and then there's the embarrassing pictures with my chicken pox does she still have them i have them <laughs> oh how funny yeah i don't remember her taking a picture but i do it's remember like saying like oh your brother has it in his eyeballs <laughs> that's, that's crazy because i mean i didn't have it that bad like yeah, i guess i had the pox all over my body but i didn't have it in my yeah. eyeballs yeah, he had it in his eyeballs, and he got it, like, one, like, really deep in his ear. Oh. And I remember he would say, like, it hurts so bad, like, like, because obviously you can't scratch inside your ear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I just remember being covered in, like, calamine lotion, so yes. I was, like, pink the whole yeah, time. Yeah, calamine lotion was the shit back then. Right? <laughs> right? My mom, I remember she just threw it in like the whole bottle in the bathtub and just dunked us in the top. Oh, how oh dang. Yeah, I'm like that in the oatmeal baths. That's Aww. what I remember. That's so funny. So, good luck. so I'm so excited about They Call Me Me. I know. I call me too. too. Jinx. I can't wait. And I'm excited <laughs> for her movie too. Yes. We gotta help make that happen. Is that official or is no? She's wanting it to be. But I mean, this is such a great story. If enough people read it and it gets like a good hype, because I feel like it deserves to be a movie. I would watch the hell out of that movie or show. I would Mm -hmm. too. She could even do like okay, like did you guys ever watch Once Upon a Time? No, where yeah, they focus on like it. one character and then the new season brings in other characters so she could do oh, that yeah. like tiger lily one and then there's mr smee and then we'll go to pip Yay. and then peter yeah. pan mm-hmm. peter pan and miss wendy like when he finally finds her yep or whoever else he marries right <laughs> and they could even give us a glimpse and bring back jerichai for you Krisha. <laughs> right Oh yeah. So, what should we read next, guys? Um, I'm open for anything. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> 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 so, 
So why don't we read some YA? Okay. Maybe something with a little spice. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking Furia by Yamin Syed Mendes. I'm down. I've been wanting to read that one for a while. It looks really good to me. I'm excited for this one because I just am. I've been, I've had this one on my TBR list for forever. And I'm excited to see what you guys think of it and think of the cover and all of that. I'm excited to read it. It's Mm -hmm. one of those, we really haven't touched on one of YAs either. So that's, Mm -hmm. it's exciting for me. So. Yeah. Same. Till next time. Thanks Bye. for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or your preferred streaming network to listen in. And you can also follow us on Instagram at reading underscore sirens. That's at R-E-A-D-I-N-G underscore S-I-R-E-N-S. And that's on Instagram. And we also have our group on Facebook, which is called Reading Sirens Podcast. Follow us so you can get all of our updates. And we will be looking forward to you tuning in soon. Thanks. Bye.